I'm not wearing pants this week. We got to talk about the Lizzo controversy, everybody. Anytime you're alive, it's a beautiful thing. Unless you're suffering immensely. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome into the next episode of Joe Kelly's Psychedelic Experience. What's going on with you, my friend? It's your old pal Joe here, checking in with you. It's going to be on a motherfucking Wednesday this week. How's it going? How's it hanging? Listen, my friend, I hope you're doing well. I hope you're doing better than you ever thought you possibly could be doing. And if you're not, hey, that's A-OK. But do yourself and everybody else around you a favor and get your shit together, all right? We're winding down 2023. The summer's almost over. What the fuck have you been doing all summer? You worked all winter and all spring to get your summer body together, and now you're pissing it all away because you want to be a big, fat, drunken slob. Don't do that. Get your shit together. Be the best version of yourself this holiday season, all right? And if you can't be, hey, I don't have much sympathy for you, all right? Get your fucking shit together because ain't nobody else going to do it for you. Real quick before we get into the... uh, The show announcements that I do up top, this episode of the podcast is brought to you by our good friends at Magic Mind. Go to magicmind.com, use the promo code Joe, get yourself 20% off. If you uh, use their subscription, I believe they're already giving you upwards of 30% off. So if you use the promo code Joe, you're saving damn near 50% off your order. And it's uh, absolutely changing my life. I love this stuff. Also, if you'd like to support me, my comedy and the podcast, go subscribe to the Patreon. Patreon.com slash Utilize Shrooms. There's a link in the description of this podcast. Thank you to everybody who has already subscribed. I truly appreciate it. We give you some daily videos over there. Bonus podcast every single week. And uh, whatever else comes to mind that I don't put on YouTube. We can be naughty on Patreon. That's what I like about it. We can say the things we really think because YouTube's cracking down on your opinions and your thoughts. So Patreon's a good place to... to be free and also just support me if you'd like to do that. And I know uh, we got a lot of new people have subscribed to my YouTube YouTube channel from Reddit. Hello, new people. If this is your first time checking out the podcast, welcome to it. This is what it is. I'm not wearing pants this week. Usually I do. You wouldn't know that if I didn't tell you, but I'm currently in boxer briefs. So just to give you a little something extra for the podcast, maybe... Maybe I will uh, show you the full outfit over on Patreon. We ain't going to do that on YouTube. I just didn't feel like putting on pants. Not something I usually do for you new people to the podcast, but, uh, you know, just spicing it up this week, getting a little saucy here in the uh, the middle of the week. But thanks for checking out the podcast. This is what it is. I ramble about shit and let you know what I think, and hopefully we uh, find some common ground somewhere, maybe learn something about ourselves or each other. Real quick, got some shows coming up, ladies and gentlemen. I'll be in Louisville, Kentucky this weekend, Thursday through Saturday, the 10th through the 12th with my buddy Aaron Weber. We'll be at Laugh Louisville the 19th and the 20th. I'm going to be in Cleveland at Hilarities. The 24th, I'll be in Pittsburgh the 25th and 26th, Boston, Massachusetts. Friday, September 1st, I'm headlining the show at Yazoo Brewing in uh, Nashville, Tennessee. Come through that one. I'm going back to Huntsville, September 22nd. I'll be at uh, it's Low Mill Arts something or another. Epic Comedy Hour. I'll be on that. And then uh, back out with Aaron the end of September, the 29th and the 30th in Seattle. 
We got some stuff coming up in Salt Lake City. We also got Albany, New York in November, Bridgeport, Connecticut, somewhere in Wisconsin, Appleton, Wisconsin. Sounds like a tasty name. And then I'll be winding down the year in uh, Tampa, Florida in December. Go to joekellycomedy.com for all the upcoming dates. Got some more shows in the works as well. Some local stuff here in Nashville. And uh, getting back out on the road uh, here and there. I'll also be somewhere in, uh, it don't matter, Indianapolis. I'll be back there in October as well. I should have said that when I was talking about it. But anyway, how has your week been, my friend? What did you get into? What has been going on? How have you been bettering yourself? Have you been doing great things? Have you been filling your life with joy and positivity? And, uh, you know, it's not all sunshine and rainbows every single day, but all we can do is make the best out of it. You know, I hung out with a buddy last night and uh, his roommate, who I also know, who's who's a loose friend, you know, a loose buddy. I've known him long enough. He just was uh, going on and on about how every day is no good and every day is a bad day and he can't have no good days ever. But he does absolutely nothing to make the days good. Because here's the thing about good and bad days, people. They don't really exist, okay? A day is just a day. Whatever you're going to put into that day is what you're going to make of it. It's a very simple concept that we seem lost on, you know? And not every day is going to be a winner. Shit happens. You know what I mean? Fucking shit happens to everybody. But to sit there and think that every day is just a bad goddamn day, you're setting yourself up for failure. And of course, nothing fucking good is going to happen to you. So put some effort into having some good days, all right? If you ain't already doing it, the day is not going to make your life any better. You got to make your life better by making the day a good day, if that makes any fucking sense, all right? What's been going on with everything in the news and life and in general? I I haven't been paying attention to shit. I did a one-nighter in Denver on Sunday, so I do apologize for the podcast being late this week. That's my bad. It's... uh, it's, it's just, it's a lot. It's a lot to fly into a city, be there for seven hours and then fly out the next morning. It just takes its toll on you. But here we are. So I apologize for being late, but Denver was a good time. Comedy Works is an absolutely beautiful club. I thank them for having me. And uh, yeah, that was it. It was just a quick day, quick in and out. And that's all it was. But uh, what has been going on in the world last week, people? Oh, oh. You know, we got to talk about Lizzo. We got to talk about the Lizzo controversy, everybody. What's been going on in Lizzo's world other than eating all the food there's ever been? What else has she been up to? Apparently Lizzo, Lizzo's mean lady. She's mean and she's uh, hurtful to her employees and rude to them and body, body shames them in some way. I don't know exactly what's going on, but I'll tell you my my little take on everything that's going on with Lizzo. Okay, here we go. Uh, so what happened? Lizzo, the whole thing is everyone, you can't say nothing bad about Lizzo because she's a big fat lady. That's been the whole, you can't say nothing bad about her because she's big and fat. And if you do say something about her being big and fat, she's going to be sad, but she's already been sad anyway. That's why I knew she's, it's not surprising to me that she's kind of mean or whatever, you know? Wouldn't you believe that a big fat lady's mean? I certainly would. Because usually, if you're a big fat person, I'm probably going to lose some of y'all that are new to the podcast if you're listening from Reddit. But I don't like Lizzo, okay? I've never cared for her much. I don't like the fact that you can't you can't call a spade a spade. In this case, the spade is a big fat cow. <laughs> Ha, ha, ha.
because that's what she is. She's just a big fat lady. But you can't say nothing to her because it hurts her feelings. But anyway, what happened with her is, her, what was it going on with her backup dancers or whatever? She took them to uh, a sketchy strip club in Amsterdam where she may have influenced them to eat bananas out of the lady hole. I'm trying to clean this podcast up a little bit. <laughs> so I'll call it the lady hole, which, you know, ain't that bad of a deal. But I guess if you don't want to be doing that sort of thing, but you feel pressure to do it because it's your boss. And then uh, what else did she do? That's really the only one I remember. Oh, they were shooting, uh, shooting dildos out of the vaginas too. And they were catching them with their mouths or something like that. You know, nobody had to do any of that, but you know, you give people an inch and they take a mile. And some people's argument was, was Lizzo didn't force anybody to do anything. And uh, that's probably true. But you have to understand when somebody is your boss, it's the Harvey Weinstein thing. I'm sure he didn't like, from what I've read and what I've heard, he didn't like hold any women down and force them to do anything. But he's in a particular position of power. And he can either make or break your life. So you might be influenced to do things that you don't want to do by a creepy, fat, slobby man. But, you know, so it's the same thing with Lizzo, pretty much. But that was the point I was trying to make is that when it's a big, fat guy, it's they're always, like, happy. Most fat guys are, like, big and jolly. But, like, big, fat ladies are often not that nice. They often have a temper. Because I remember, like, my grandma, she was always like, she wasn't like a big fat lady, but she was a little bit chubby, but she was always a nice, sweet lady. She'd, like, give you candy, and she'd make us chocolate milk, and we eat it with a spoon, and we call it soup. And then we watch David the Gnome. But then my other buddy, who lived across the street, he lived with his grandma, who was a big, big fat lady, and uh, she used to she used to hit him with a shoe. So that's been my experience with uh, big fat women. <laughs> Is that they often aren't the nicest of people. But anytime you see a big fat guy, you think of like Santa Claus or, uh, you know, Ralphie May. Ralphie May was a real big fat guy. He was real nice. So I don't know what it is about uh, men and women. When when you get to a certain weight, you, men just become real nice, and then ladies just become real mean and ornery and hit their grandchildren with shoes or whatever. Uh, but we're getting off topic here. We're supposed to be talking about Lizzo being a big fat lady now, because now we can say it. You used to not be able to say that Lizzo was a fat lady, but now that she's doing some unsavory things to other people, you know, she went from being like, Oh, just a beautiful, just a beautiful, maybe slightly overweight woman to a big fat bitch. That's what she is now, you know? <laughs> and apparently she was body shaming somebody too. Imagine that. Imagine being the size of a humpback whale and then going, you know what? Your body ain't looking too good. Now, there has been some debate whether or not Lizzo was... Um, possibly calling one of her backup dancers a big fatty, which takes one to no one, you know what I mean? If Lizzo's calling you fat, you probably should take 
heed to our words. But somebody else was saying that uh, that uh, she might have been concerned that her one of her backup dancers had an eating disorder. But if you look at Lizzo's backup dancers, none of them have an eating disorder other than the fact that the eating disorder is eating too much food. None of them are small ladies. So I assume she was calling them fat, which you're not supposed to. Listen, the whole point of the body positivity movement is to not be commenting uh, commenting on anybody's body, regardless of the shape or size. And Lizzo is... Uh, She's the head of that. She's the whole body of it because she takes up so much space, let's be honest. she's. But she's been the whole, everyone's like, oh, it's body positivity. You're not supposed to say nothing about anybody's body. So I think that's just, uh, I think that's been all the hubbub with uh, with Lizzo and her camp and everything is that, you know, everyone, she's, everyone's been so nice to her and now she's out there causing a ruckus, being a dick to people. Because you got to think, because the one thing that it, that is... I don't know whether Lizzo's music is good or not, okay? I'm not a flute player. I can't tell if somebody is good at the flute. Uh, I'm not a musician. I'm not a singer. So I can't critique those things. But I do have a body. So the one thing I am certain of is that Lizzo's body is very fat. And now we can say it. And I'm just happy. I'm just happy that this weight has been lifted off my shoulders. Because I've called Lizzo fat in the past, all right? And it's, uh, you know, I've gotten in a lot of trouble. The <laughs> Bro? <laughs> I was on Tinder a while back, right? And I matched with a lady. And listen, I like, I like a thicker lady from time to time, you know? I like it. But you got to be proportional. That's my whole thing with being... If you're for me, for my personal taste, you can have whatever body you want to. But if you're gonna be a big fat lady, I think you should have a big fat ass and big fat tits, which Lizzo has neither of that. That's the problem I have is you're making me lie by saying that Lizzo is not fat and beautiful. And it's not that she can be fat and beautiful, but she isn't. She has a garbage body, even for a fat lady. Is that wrong to say? Ah, fuck. <laughs> I just think you know, there's bigger ladies out there who are absolute fucking sexy dime pieces, but Lizzo is just sloppy and fucking gross tits and fucking flabby no ass, you know? I, so I just don't care for her, and I get tired of people making me try to pretend. I hate having to pretend that she's beautiful, and I don't think she is. But anyway, I had posted a thing about Lizzo a while back. I made a video. And uh, I'm sure this is going to win me a lot of fans, <laughs> this fucking podcast. But I matched with a lady on Tinder. She's a bigger gal, sexy looking lady. But uh, her thing was she was married. Okay. She was in a relationship, but they were an open relationship. And I was like, well, I mean, if, if everyone's okay with it, I don't see why I shouldn't be. And uh, she actually added her husband to a chat that we were having. And uh, he's like, yeah, I'm all I'm all cool with it. I might even watch. And I'm like, oh, okay, that'd be something different. I don't know how I feel about that. I've never done that sort of thing before. But, you know, I was in an exploring phase. This was uh, like last year or something like that, I guess. But uh, they were like, oh, you do comedy. We should watch some of your comedy. And they found the video I made about Lizzo. And... Uh, <laughs> 
and then they put their foot down. <laughs> Which I just thought it was so funny. Cause it's like, hey, buddy, you you can't be fucking my wife if you're gonna be if you're gonna be calling people fat. <laughs> it's like, what's really worse, calling making an observation of something you see, or completely defiling the sanctity of marriage? You know, it's just so bizarre the things that people find truly important. And for some reason, you're not supposed to be calling people fat in today's world. But I think it, it's, um, I think it would do a lot of people some good to be called fat, you know? Because uh, if everybody just pretends you're... You know the truth at the end of the day, too. You know if you got fucking body weight issues and stuff like that. And uh, it doesn't... And that's why I kind of feel for Lizzo, too. Because you could, like, no matter how much positive reinforcement she gets... There would always be stuff coming out about her like, oh, she's crying on Instagram live again because people are body shaming her. But it's like you got 99.99% of the world telling you that you're perfect. And then there's one person going, hey, you big fatty. And then your world just comes crumbling down. And I think it's because you know it's true. That's the thing. If If you're a big fat slob, you know it at the end of the day. You know, you know it. You look in the mirror. You can feel it. And listen, people, when I was 17 years old, we talked about this on the Patreon podcast last week. When I was going into my senior year of high school, I weighed 297 pounds. I was pushing 300 pounds, you know, so I've been a big fat slob before. I have. And I was miserable. I was absolutely fucking miserable. My body hurt. I was just sad, and I was just trying to uh, to mask it with food. And the more food that I masked my sadness with, the fatter I got. So I, I've been there before. So this is coming from personal experience, you know. And, uh, you know, there's nobody around calling me a big fatty, which I think would have been helpful. My uncle did one time, and it uh, it was like, oh, I am. I'm glad somebody else is noticing because no one else is saying anything, you know. But uh, I was absolutely miserable. And there was no amount of people telling me that I'm fine that was going to make it fine. So I just don't like lying to people. I don't like having to pretend. And I don't really have a bone to pick with Lizzo necessarily. It's more of the culture and our society that enables her to continue to be unhappy by pretending that she is something that she isn't, or she isn't something that she is. It's enabling, and really it doesn't help anybody at all. You need somebody to tell you the truth. And if everyone's going, no, your body is supposed to be that way, bro, if you are unhappy, don't get a fucking eating disorder either. Like, don't fucking start puking up your dinners and stuff like that. Just eat less food. Eat better food. You know, it don't go off the fucking rails and go the complete opposite way. But here's the way I look at it is if you're unhappy with your body, if you know deep down that you're overweight, you're fat, if you're just if you think you can do better, if you think you can be in better shape and you have a bunch of people around you telling you that you don't need to do that, that you're not fat, that you're not overweight when deep down you know that you are. Don't fucking keep those people around you. 
they're fucking liars and they aren't looking out for your best interests. If you know deep down, if you feel it in your soul, don't let these fucking liars sit around and fucking hype you up to make you keep being sad. Cause that's the other thing too. Cause you go, you know, people will do that. Cause if you start bettering yourself and they're not doing it, then they're going to feel worse about themselves. But if every, if everyone who's not as fat as Lizzo, but is still fat keeps telling Lizzo that she's beautiful and perfect to the point where she just keeps gaining weight and keeps becoming fatter and fatter. They're never going to have to lose any weight. Remember when the fucking Adele lost weight and everyone fucking freaked out on her. Everyone's like, what the fuck? She's getting, she's not a big fat slob no more. And it's like, that's where we're at. Cause people, people want to maintain their own weakness by making you weak. If that makes any sense, because God forbid you start bettering yourself and they don't, you know, then they're going to be like, oh, it's f- what a piece of shit you are for fucking going to the gym and eating less food. You don't want to eat a uh, half a fucking pork butt at 8 a.m. anymore. What is wrong with you? And then they still want to do it. So then you're a piece of shit and you're not their friend anymore somehow. It's just this enabling culture that we fucking live in now where everyone's as soft as fucking goddamn shit through a fucking whatever, whatever the saying is, you know, shit through an oven, wool mitten. I think I heard somebody say that one time. Everyone's gotten so fucking soft and to keep the weakest friends around them. And uh, it's just the times we live in. And I don't really care for it. And maybe that makes me like an old man, you know, maybe that makes me an old man. But dude, if anybody, if I know something to be true and I got people around me telling me that it's not true, you know, that was like when I was pushing 300 pounds and uh, like my mom wouldn't say anything about it. She'd be like, no, you ain't fat. And it's like, I can tell I'm fat, mom. Quit lying to me. That's part of why I had to, that's part of why I left home, if I'm going to be honest with you, just because I knew I couldn't trust She was going to enable whatever bad shit I was doing. So I had to fucking move away from Michigan for here we are 14 years later. So I could live in what I, what I see or what I feel is the truth. I didn't want to be enabled anymore and told that I was fine when I didn't feel fine. And that was like, uh, whenever my mom and my sister came out to visit me on Maui, I was like damn near shredded up out there, you know? And I wasn't like, I was just, I was just the most active I've ever been and eating good food, eating good, nutritious food. Everything was coming from the garden or was found in the jungle. Most of it was. And then other than that, it was like rice and, you know, very, not a lot of meat, some meat here and there, but I was just, I I never felt better in my life. And they both showed up and they go, wow, you're so skinny. And it's like, do you mean I'm in, I'm in good shape for once in my life? Like you said it like it's a bad thing, you know, because they're used to fucking 300 pound Joe and me. I was out there fucking damn near cut up very close to fucking having abs for the first time in my life. And they showed it like, wow, they were like fucking worried about me. And I was like, I've never felt better in my life. I'm eating every day. I'm eating great food. And it's just like, yeah. So anyway, if you got people around you that fucking uh, that want to lie to you, so they can feel better about their shitty lives. Fucking get rid of them. 
That's the thing with alcoholics too, or any sort of substance, you know, uh, it's always like with the, with the, when you got a drinking buddy or something like that, there's always going to be one person that, uh, everybody keeps around who is worse, you know, cause it's like, well, yeah, I might be an alcoholic, but I'm not fucking this guy. You know what I mean? I'm not as bad as him. So as long as he stays being as bad as he is, and I don't reach that level, I'm not an alcoholic. That's how people do it in their fucking minds. And then when the worst one decides to get his fucking life together, nobody, everyone's like, what are you doing? You're not going to come drinking with us no more? And it's like, no, I have a fucking problem, and so do you. And the only reason you don't tell me I have a problem is because if you do that, then you're going to have to realize that you too have a problem. You know, so that's my big hot take on fucking Lizzo being a big fatty, <laughs> being a big, mean, fat person. And then there's also people I've just seen. It's just online shit where people are like, uh, I'm surprised there isn't. I'm surprised more people aren't speaking out about this Lizzo scenario. Excuse me. And it's really I understand this is a low vibrational topic to be talking about just because it's celebrity news. But hopefully we got some insight there or talked about something. We took something that is so superficial and irrelevant and maybe found some more relevant stuff to it. But it's like, who cares? What do you want people to say? What are you supposed to do? They canceled a music festival she was supposed to be headlining. But it's just the world we live in where it's like everyone just wants you to lose everything. And they don't even really know the whole story. Again, I've given fucking, this is just all clickbait fucking snippets of a news article I read where Lizzo was like doing the banana thing with the lady holes, shooting dildos out of the lady holes, and then maybe fat shaming or just body shaming somebody in some way, shape, or form. And then the mob comes out, you know, the mob that has been supporting her, her whole, has been propping her big fat ass up on this pedestal the whole time. And then they come out and they go, why is it? Why aren't we ruining this big fat lady? Because she's already sad. You made her that way. You all enabled that type of behavior. Y'all propped her up and called her a queen. Queen Lizzo. What do queens do? They fucking get jesters and fucking shoot bananas in their mouth or whatever it is. So everybody who's coming out against her, I've been against her since day one, people. You can go back to the early days of this podcast and you can see that I've been talking shit about Lizzo Ever since I saw her. Ever since I saw her. And it's because of the people who support her. It's because of her fans. The fans who enable her to be a big fat person who then starts doing some wild shit and putting people in vicarious situations that they don't necessarily want to be in. And then as soon as they hear about it, they fucking turn their back on her. Bunch of cowards. And that's the world we live in. That's the fucking world we live in where people want to support you. And then as soon as they get a chance, sell you up the fucking river, man. And again, I'm not a political person, but that's why, like, dude, at the very least, they might be racist. They might be fucking gun nuts, lunatics, whatever you want to say about people who support Trump. They ain't turning his back on him for shit. And that's a fucking loyalty that you don't get a lot of other places. I'll say that. You don't get that fucking loyalty, you know, especially from like the left side of it. Again, I'm not political. I don't vote. I don't really care about any of it. 
I see it as a, oh, a great way to keep everybody divided and arguing and caring about meaningless things that don't really have anything to do with anything. They don't. It doesn't have anything to do with your life. It just keeps people distracted and fighting and arguing, and nobody really knows why, and nobody really knows enough information. So it's, I think it's all useless. But if you look at the other side, the people who don't support Trump, the things they do support, as soon as something comes out, and they don't even need hard evidence to turn their back on something. It's like the Lizzo thing. It was all hearsay. It was some TMZ fucking article. You know what I mean? Where maybe some backup dancers are just trying to get some money from the big bitch. Maybe that's part of it too. But God damn it, they turned their backs on her as soon, as soon as they had the opportunity to. And that's why I don't trust anybody over on that side of things. Just how fast and how quickly they'll fucking support you and then fucking stab you right in the back. Et tu, Brute. That's the fucking left side of things. The right, it's probably the same way, but the people, the the Trump thing, the, he's such a polarizing character where it's like, at the end of the day, man, if you're going to war, if you're going to fucking war, who do you want on your side? The fucking Trump people, because they're going to fucking die for you. If they believe in you, they're going to fucking die for you. If you get a bunch of people, a bunch of Lizzo supporters who have propped her up this whole fucking time, they're going to fucking sell you up a river. That's what they're going to do. You're going to go to war and they're going to fucking, they're all going to duck down as soon as the first shot's fired and you're going to get one right between the fucking eyes. And then they're going to fuck. And then, and then what they're going to do is they're going to join the people who just fucking killed you. That's the type of fucking world we live in right now. Fucking soft. No one has any fucking standards. No one's fucking uh, loyal to anything anymore. We're loyal to the moment, to what's hip, to what's cool. That's the fucking, that's, it's just, uh, it bums me out, people. It bums me out to think about that shit, the lack of loyalty. And uh, even in like, you know, even if you just break it down to like marriages and shit like that. No one stays married anymore. You're supposed to be loyal to your fucking husband and your wife and everyone's just fucking everybody and getting divorced and cheating and doing this and that. So uh, what's that say about us? What's that say about us as a collective, you know? I don't know. But I'm just happy we, uh, we've made it so far in 2023, the fact that now we can call Lizzo a big fat lady, which she has been the whole time, which she has been the whole time, but it wasn't okay to say, until she did some stuff that we didn't care for. And now she's a big fat bitch. Let's take a break. Check in with our sponsors. We'll be right back with more Joe Kelly psychedelic experience. <laughs> this episode of the podcast is brought to you by Magic Mind. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I grew up in the 90s during the grunge era of music, during the attitude era of wrestling. When things weren't so soft, there was a little bit more edge to society and our culture and a lot more anger. Well, let me tell you, every morning when I wake up, I'm reminded that I did live through the 90s because I'm filled with absolute rage. I want to listen to Limp Biscuit. I want to break things. I want to go to my boss, my loved ones, my teachers and tell them to uh, suck it. And I realize that that's a bad way to live life. That's not good for your heart, apparently, to wake up every single morning with the fire of a thousand suns burning in you. 
And I have no real reason for it other than the fact that that's just how I was raised in the culture I grew up in. But thankfully, I have magic mind in my life. So although I still feel that rage first thing in the morning, I drink my little shot of magic mind every morning, the very first thing. It brings me a sense of calmness, a sense of clarity, and I no longer want to destroy the world that I live in. I want to contribute beautiful things to the world. I want to absorb as much sunshine and love as I possibly can. So if you're tired of feeling that 90s rage built up inside you every single morning and suppressing it, that's the issue. We can't let it out nowadays. Not like back in the 90s, you used to be able to go behind a dumpster and throw some rocks through a window and nobody would say a thing. Try that nowadays, kids, and you'll end up in jail. That's why you should try out Magic Mind. It will center you, not only your mind, your heart, but also your spirit. So if you're waking up with that 90s rage, head on over to magicmind.com. Do yourself a favor and use the promo code Joe at checkout. That's J-O-E and get yourself 20% off and quit living in the 90s. It was so long ago. Check out magicmind.com, promo code Joe at checkout, get you 20% off and you can start living a better, more peaceful life. Let's get back to the podcast. Welcome back to the podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Hope you enjoyed that brief message from our sponsors. You know what I've been thinking about this past week, people? I've been enjoying my morning routine. I believe we talked about that last week, where I'm just taking the quiet time in the morning to be thankful, to give thanks to God and the universe for just another beautiful day on this wonderful planet that uh, when you pull yourself away from the news and the chaos and all that shit, it is an absolutely beautiful fucking time to be alive. Anytime you're alive, it's a beautiful thing, unless you're suffering immensely. <laughs> but even then, at least you're alive. At least you get to experience the journey for a little bit. But, uh, man, I was just... Uh, and I drift in and out of this idea of... you. Sometimes you just got to bet on your fucking self, man. You know, and anytime I feel like I've really leaned into that philosophy, that ideology, that ideology of betting on myself, good things have always happened. And then, uh, I, I don't know, sometimes I get scared. And, you know, because betting on yourself, there's a process to it. There's a lot of ups and downs and lulls to it. But I think if you keep at it, things will work out. And what... What really got me, anytime I've ever done it, man, it's always fucking worked out for me. And it goes back to 2020 during the, the, the pandemic when everything was shut down. And like going into that year, I ain't going to lie, people. I was drinking a lot, was doing some, doing drugs, doing drugs I don't normally do. You know what I mean? Just getting fucked up on, uh, you know powder, snorting shit, just acting stupid. And uh, just caught up in stuff, felt really, really lost. And then uh, working at restaurants, being miserable in kitchens, being super unhappy. I worked for two years at a restaurant in Atlanta leading up to the pandemic. They, they fucking fired me like a month before. I was showing up for work, but like I just had a bad fucking attitude. I was just super unhappy being there. And, uh, I just didn't know what else to do. You know, that was my life is like, 
I work at restaurants and then I go and drink and do comedy. That was my fucking life then. And uh, thankfully, you know, I don't know if I'm one of the few ones, but I was very thankful that, you know, the pandemic hit whatever we had time to, to ourselves. Or I guess if you got a family or shit like that, I had some time to myself where I got to really sit back and look and take a moment to look at myself and look at my life and see where I was at and, you know, really think that I was more capable than what I was showing the world or what the world was giving me. The opportunities that were being presented to me is like, you know, I was a good cook in the kitchen. I really was. I was fast. I was good. I could keep remember fucking remember tickets for days, man. I really could, but it was like nobody gave a shit about it. They didn't care how good you were in there. You know, people come back there and talk to you like you're a piece of shit. And then you act like a piece of shit. And then people go, oh, I wonder what's wrong with Joe. And it's like, well, maybe it has everything to do with how the fuck you are behaving back here. But uh, it just gave me time to go. I, I think I got more than showing up at a kitchen and just fucking hating life. So that was when... I just decided it just fucking dawned on me. It was like, man, I went to broadcasting school. I have some audio engineering skills or whatever it is. So I know how to edit audio. I have some video productions. I can edit some video and I can do voiceover stuff. So it's like, well, why don't you get a nice computer and fucking really bet on yourself and go, I'm going to whatever it's going to take. I'm going to fucking figure out how to work for myself and not have to work at a restaurant ever again. Cause I quit we, the restaurant. I started working at another restaurant like two weeks before the pandemic hit. They reopened sometime in July doing to go stuff. And then they reopened the dining room sometime in September. And then I quit some t- before Thanksgiving in November, I put in my two weeks. So I was going by Thanksgiving and had a had the computer before Christmas and I'll be goddamn and it was it wasn't it's a desktop fucking gaming computer I'll be goddamn if the work the freelance work I started doing didn't pay for that computer within a month and a half and then all of a sudden it was like I was working from home I have clients I'm doing all sorts of this that and the other I'm using these skills that I developed back when I was going to school, back when I was in broadcasting and shit like that. And it's, it changed my fucking outlook on life. It changed my life financially. I ain't rich by any means, you know, but I'm not fucking struggling like I was working at a restaurant trying to do, you know, just trying to do stand up every night. So I had to take a step back, go, what the fuck? You know what I mean? What am I actually doing? And even with comedy, Anytime I lean into my own shit, because that's something my buddy, Brian Covington, he's a Nashville guy. His name's B-Cov, B-C-O-V. I don't know if he has any shit out online, but look him up. He's fucking hilarious. He was doing it long before I was. He's always been like just a cool fucking guy with me. And, uh, and I saw him last week. And some of you guys know, some of you guys have found this podcast from like Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, whatever. 
But uh, he had made the point. He was like, man, some of your shit's been popping off. And I'm like, yeah. He's like, you know what's really cool about what you're doing right now is you ain't done nothing different than you've ever done. You haven't changed anything. You haven't tried to be somebody you're not. You've been the same person doing this. You know, you've had the same sense of humor. You ain't changed nothing since I met you. And I never really thought about it like that. And I was like, yeah, man, people just kind of started to come around to doing to, to whatever it is that I do. You know, I can't change for nobody just betting on myself, you know? And, uh, I think I'm going to have to do that more going into next year. Cause I appreciate the work I'm getting with Aaron, but I got to do clean shows and my heart is no longer in it. And I think that I think that I'm, I, I think there's more to me than playing second fiddle to somebody for a lack of a better term. You know what I mean? So I'm going to really lean into my own shit next year. And you just got, I think you got to sometimes, man, having a job and showing up for somebody else. It, it, unless you just are that type of person, man, I'm not. And I understand we're all kind of different in the head and you know, we have, different things that make us happy, that make us feel fulfilled. But I'll be goddamned if showing up to work for somebody else don't fucking suck the life out of me. I'll be real with you. It really fucking does. It makes me fucking miserable. Because I know deep down that I, I feel like I'm better than it. I feel like I can have my own shit, my own business. I feel like I could have my own restaurant and run it better than the fucks I've worked for. I feel like I could hire a better staff, you know? And, uh, and I'm feeling that way with comedy too. I think I can really make something on my own out of this where I don't have to do a bunch of bullshit. I don't want to do because I never got into comedy to do shit that I don't want to do. That was the whole part of or the whole thing with getting into doing stand up. is it's like, I can say what I want. I can be who I want and I can, and that's it. And then you start doing it and you realize that people want, they don't want that. They want you to change. They want you to fit their mold. They want you to be whatever it is they want you to be. And I just ain't going to do it. I'm a stubborn motherfucker when it comes like when it comes to that shit. I ain't going to change for fucking nobody ever. And uh, just bet on yourself, man. Really lean into it. If you got something you want to do in life, fucking do it. Believe in yourself. Nobody else is going to do it. Most of the time, people don't, man. Most of the time, people really don't believe in you until you've already accomplished something. Then they start coming around and going, oh, I always knew it. And it's like, well, how come you never fucking said anything before if you always fucking knew it? You've given me nothing but a hard time and told me I haven't been good enough. And then as soon as shit starts working out, you're like, oh, I always knew it. It's like, fuck you. But again, it's not their job to believe in you. You got to believe in yourself and you got to think you got something inside you that, uh, that's worth value to somebody somewhere, you know, and if you can't find that in you, then, you know, then go to work, go to work for somebody else and get that hourly check. But if you think you got something in you, people fucking believe in yourself and go for it. Bet on yourself. You're the only one who's going to do it. You know what I mean? Let's get you the animal video clip of the week and get you on your fucking way. Shall we? This has been a fun one, an interesting one, I think. So uh, let me, uh, this video clip, very fun one, very, very interesting. And uh, here's the thing. 
I like when people get what's coming to them, all right? This video from our great friends at World Star Hip Hop is a, uh, it's a guy and he's in a barn. There's two guys in a barn and there's a big ass fucking bull. And uh, one of the guys just standing there minding his own business and this other guy's like yelling at the bull, fucking giving the bull a hard time for just trying to be a bull. You know what I mean? And uh, at some point the bull gets tired of hearing this dude's fucking mouth and he just fucking lifts him up Throws him in the air and the dude fucking falls damn near on his neck, but definitely fucked his back up. And it's just one of those videos that's just a fucking, just leave stuff alone. What are you yelling at a bull for anyway? They don't understand words, all right? I don't know if you guys know this, but uh, language, other things make sounds and stuff like that, but words, words are a human thing. So if you're trying to communicate with a bull they ain't gonna understand you no matter how much you yell and that's also where i think people were like oh my dog understands me it's like no he fucking don't you don't understand words they don't understand dialect you know they fucking understand inflections and sounds you know if you say food enough they understand the sound and they can relate it to something but they don't understand the fucking word so if you think your dog can understand you when you're talking to it, get a fucking hobby. Go meet some real people. Or you just don't lie to yourself because the dogs don't understand your words. Thanks for checking out the podcast this week, everybody. Hope we had a little bit of fun. Thank you to Magic Mind for being our great sponsor. Check out magicmind.com. Use the promo code Joe at checkout. Get yourself 20% off. It'll get you centered. It'll get you thinking clearly every morning. It has absolutely changed my daily routine for the better in every sense of it, man. That Magic Mind is absolutely wonderful. If you'd like to support the podcast, patreon.com slash utilize shrooms. Check it out. We got bonus episodes, daily videos, all sorts of shit going on over there. And uh, what else? Thank you if you're new to the podcast. This is what it is. Sometimes I have a guest. Sometimes it's just me rambling, trying to make sense out of the world, all right? I'll be in Louisville, Kentucky, the 10th through the 12th with my buddy Aaron Weber. We'll also be in Cleveland at Hilarities the 19th and 20th of this month. The Improv in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Laugh Boston, the 25th and the 26th. All those shows with Aaron Weber. Yazoo Brewing Company, I'll be headlining there September 1st. And also going to be down in Huntsville on the 22nd of September. JoeKellyComedy.com will have your, all your upcoming dates and shows, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you again for checking out the podcast. I certainly do appreciate your time. I appreciate you being here. And at the very least, I hope we had a little bit of fun. All right? Do me a favor. Take care of yourself. Take care of somebody else. And I'll catch you around real fucking soon. Later, my friend. <laughs>